Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And this is the Whole Hog episode. Yeah, kind of our education of Whole Hog. We're recording here at the Head High Studios in Charleston, part of the Charleston Wine and Food Festival, and we've got Arvana Audio handling our audio for this episode. So if it sounds so much better, that is exactly why we didn't suddenly start sounding better. <laughs> we didn't get better. We had help. <laughs> no, we've probably gotten worse over the years. Let's let's get into this, Brian. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, if you've listened to the show for long enough, you know our affinity for whole hog and it's uh it's grown as the more we eat it and the more places old school and new school we've gotten to try. You know, the more excited we get about it and just the traditions of it, the flavor of it, the cost of it in a lot of these places. Yeah. Um, but this kind of started for us. Well, it started in Houston. Yeah. I mean, you know, it it's interesting because, you know, my memories of whole hog, I, although I, I don't know if I actually had it, my sister did, is, you know, hog on a spit at a cookout, something like that, as opposed to, you know, hog over direct heat coals, kind of Carolina style. Um, but our first experience that I, I remember was uh, Papa Charlie's West Arena cooking on a, a I think it was the Jambo Reverse Flow, um, and just that that flavor that you can't get from just plain quote unquote pulled pork. Yeah, I mean my my first wood fired coal hog was was definitely Patrick Fegis at one of the early Houston barbecue festivals, you know cooking on the cinder block and the you know the old school way. But other than that, we didn't have a whole lot of experience because there was no one in Texas really cooking it on a regular basis until pretty much the last four years or so. Right. I mean, what you would see is obviously pulled pork, which is completely different. It's a shoulder, and a lot of people are doing it offset. Almost everybody's doing it offset, almost. Um, you know, a few pork steaks. We're not going to get into pork steaks. This is about whole hog. Um, so it, it, what happened is, you know, we we were going to have to go out of the state to really get that, ex- that end-to-end experience of whole hog. Yeah, and we did that in 2018. Some of you listened to it. If you haven't, go back and listen to some of our 2018 Whole Hog episodes from the epic tour that we did through Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and back home. Um, we, we ate at just an incredible number of Whole Hog places. And uh, shout out to Robert Moss. His, his Whole Hog map that he produced was a big tool for us that we used. The, the uh, map, which, which also identifies ones that are cooking over coals. Because there, right. is, a, there is Whole Hog in Carolinas that's not cooked over whole, coals. Um, and there's some places that are doing pulled pork from shoulders. Yeah, well, and there's so, some yeah. like gas assist or early charcoal right. and things like that. Which, I mean, it's still, it's not that it's bad. It's just we really wanted to get the down to the roots wood fire cold cooked barbecue and we did that you know by going through the carolinas and going through tennessee um where did all do we eat let's go through a few of the memorable ones you know again the i mean every one of these has certain (laughs) memories right which is which and and we'll touch on those kind of quickly if if we can but like be scott's was that first just you know holy crap um what it can be what it is um the restaurant is incredibly old um the pits are just beautiful monuments in my opinion um and what what and just the tradition the family tradition of it you know that that you've got zach parker that was doing it the way that his dad was doing it before him and that you know he got pulled back into that world you know even though he'd left it as he you know as he was growing up but pulled back into that world lexington tennessee west tennessee style whole hog which is pulled 
not chopped, which we'll get into right. a little bit more of that because there are big differences flavor wise, texture wise. And, uh, and uniquely, you can choose what part of the pig you're getting it pulled from. Which, right. Which, which, and nobody else does that that I know of. Anywhere. No, no one that I know of either. And it's it's awesome if you can obviously get the belly meat or as they refer to it, the Midlands. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. And yeah, that was that was a wow moment for all of us on the trip was was eating that first bite of the belly meat from right. B.E. Scott's in Lexington, Tennessee. I mean, we had... We had already been driving for about 12 hours that day when we got that there. That day, but like 36 <laughs> that trip so far. Um, but just around the corner was Ramey's, and that was also interesting. So they yeah. had their own their own pits were kind of like... Um, kind of like Rodney Scott's in a little yeah, way. Rodney Scott's. Yeah. And, and the lids were lifted. Um, I think they had just not too long ago had a fire, you know, which is, which is something that's very common with the manner of this manner of cooking, but um, really good folks and really good food. And so it was... It was just like, bang, bang. We had two whole hogs run right after the other. And it was like, okay, this is really a good, it's a good tasting dish. It's great traditions. And it, it's just, it, and it's inexpensive. I mean, we're just going to say it, you know, it's, it's, it was back then it was super cheap even. Right. And, and I'm sure anyone that cooks this method will tell you like they, they wish they could charge more for it because of the labor involved in it and everything. But these, these audiences, these, the locals in these areas are so used to it being a certain price that it's really, really hard to start increasing that price. You know, it's funny because that seems almost unique to, to food and restaurants right now. When a restaurant wants to go up in price, it's like, all of a sudden it's like this greedy restaurant owner. Right. The restaurant owner, <laughs> not the supply chain. Not, right, you know, right. None of that. Um, you know, and um, some of the things that are interesting too are just kind of the, the different varieties of serving and buildings. You know, we went to Pat Martin's, um, you know, a very large building, beautiful building, right? Right, right in downtown, downtown Nashville. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right by the stadium. And he's got multiple locations, uh, not just in Tennessee, but he's got, he's got a location here. Uh, I think it's on James Island, somewhere in the Charleston area. Um, but yeah, he's, he's built just a, a great restaurant empire. Um, and then, uh, from there it was in Asheville, North Carolina. Kind of like, again, bouncing completely opposite, very, very old school, um, very centralized, large volume to um, very heritage connected. I mean, he grows his own hogs. Right. right. And well, Moss, but yeah. still the traditions too, because uh, we're talking about Elliot Moss, yeah, uh, Chef Elliot Moss at Beck Buxton Hall Barbecue, who grew up in South Carolina and brought a lot of his South Carolina traditions to Western North Carolina when he opened up Buxton Hall Barbecue. Um, and this was already a James Beard nominated chef for more refined fine dining before he ever got into the barbecue business. Um, but everything that Elliot Moss does comes from a personal place and a, and a place that, you know, he grew up with. And so he brought hash and rice to North Carolina, which, I mean, traditionally had been a South Carolina thing that, you know, that Elliot brought there and doing, you know, wood fired hogs. Now, again, you, you alluded to it earlier, the, the dangers and the risk of, of cooking hogs over coals. And unfortunately, Bucks and Hall has experienced that many times. Um, they've had numerous fires in the restaurant and at, that present time of recording this, they are not cooking whole hogs on direct heat right now at Buxton Hall. Don't know if that will change in the future. I mean, I I, I, I hope it will if they could safely do it. But but yeah, it was it was such a great experience. Menu, but but that was like our first kind of of higher end hog. Yeah, a I mean, craft hog. If right. you're trying to come up with that, I mean, there's a term for everything these days, I guess. But like, you know, craft barbecue is is a big term, and I guess craft hog is kind of the closest way you can describe what Elliot's doing. Where yeah, he does work with the farmers, you know, local farmers, and and sources heritage breed hogs, and you know, every one of those hogs 
was was raised right and raised responsibly so that was that was our first foray into really learning about that and then from from there we went to uh, eastern north carolina yeah so we had we had you know classic old school we had kind of new school um, and then we had somebody that's bridging the gap between the two and and a phenomenal gentleman a phenomenal time um sam jones barbecue yeah i mean for for most of you in texas most of the hog that you've eaten has very strong influence from the Jones family. Uh, the Jones family, as far as we know, and I'm sure, I'm sure someone else has done it. Please don't yell at us when we say this. But as far as we know, the Jones family is the, was always the one that did the Eastern North Carolina chopped whole hog, and then they would mix in the crisped up skin with the hog. Right, so instead of pulling it, they chop it, um, and and then they chop the skin up in with it, so you get the texture. One of the one of the things that's so unique is the audible. You know, barbecue is such a sensory overload. Um, but when you go in, you can hear those cleavers just bouncing off the, the, the cutting board. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's the, the Jones family has 70, I'm going to get the number wrong, over 70 years. Uh, they've been they've been working in eastern North Carolina and living there. And, you know, Sam Jones opened his own place just down the road from Skylight Inn, which we'll get to in a second. And then the menu's more expanded. They are doing, you know, obviously, of course, the Jones style of whole hog over coals, um, but they do have a larger menu with different options on it. You know, I know he's doing turkey there. I know they've got ribs. They've got, you know, various sides and desserts, uh, a really excellent banana pudding that we had there. And and Sam's not doing it all on his own there? No, uh, Michael Letchworth is his business partner. And I mean, they've They've grown that business. They now have two locations. There's one in Raleigh and one in Winterville, which is the original location. And Winterville's just down the road from yet another classic hog place, you know, the uh, the capital of barbecue. And, and why is it called that? Well, because Pete Jones decided to put a literal capital rotunda on top of the building. Uh, very famous place, Skylight Inn in Aden, North Carolina. Yeah, you know, the the building itself, pretty unassuming, but the, the, the topping on the building, the capital, just makes it absolutely iconic i mean probably the single most iconic um building as far as whole hog barbecue yeah i'd say Uh, so and it and it and you need to make that pilgrimage there i mean it is it is what it is it's still the same style it's always been um and that's that's why you want to go yeah Yeah. i mean gravel parking lot when you walk in and the gravel crunching the the huge wood piles right behind the building i mean it's just it's an awesome place to visit you know, we're, we're both dying to get back there. We have not been able to get back there. And it's, it's definitely on our list of things we most want to do in barbecue. Um, yeah. Now we did hit bees barbecue, but, um, we were pretty hung over, so, um, <laughs> you know, nothing against bees barbecue, yeah, but bees I barbecue can't remember in, a lot about it that morning. Yeah, bees yeah. barbecue in Greenville, North Carolina. Um, we, uh, we wish we remembered you better, but, uh, that's our own fault. Well, it might be Sam's too, but, uh, <laughs> but from there we, uh, we, hauled all the way down to South Carolina from, from directly from Skylight Inn. Our next meal was at Scott's Barbecue in Hemingway, South Carolina. Yeah, talk about iconic, um, you know, just at the intersection of two crossroads, kind of like the crossroads of blues, it's the crossroads of barbecue. Um, and, you know, can't, can't not mention this. Uh, Rosie Scott um, passed away in December 2020. Uh, that was Rodney's father who started the business and so i mean obviously a huge loss for the for the barbecue community and you know, are you know, really really sad to see that you know, we did get to go there on this recent trip we went to, to hemingway a couple of days ago and again make the, that pilgrimage that, that hog was it. still just really really good i mean and they've had pit fires over the years too i mean it's 
again, most people that have cooked hogs long enough will tell you it's just a matter of time because you can't have fat on coals and, and not have flare ups and things happen. Right. And, and it is just such a tough, it's such a tough way to cook. Um, I do have to, I do have to say just cause there's this weird connection, but, um, there, there's smokehouse there as a Quonset hut. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, where my dad worked and, and where I grew up in East Austin, there were all of these Quonset huts down, down the road off of uh, East first. And I just, that, like it just brings that weird connection, but barbecue's communal, and that's always what what barbecue is. Um, going down to the next stop. Next stop, yeah. After we after we left Scotts on that trip, we went straight to Sweatman's in Holly Hill, a uh, place that we just got to get back to yesterday um, on our on our travels, and that was probably our well, other than not counting Elliot's, of course, but uh, that was our first South Carolina hash and rice was at was at Sweatman's, and you know you you had that. You had a little bit of that funk, offal flavor that comes with traditional hash yeah, and I mean, rice. I mean, hash is is essentially the leftover parts of the pig. You know, where where in Texas they made sausage out of out of those pieces, in in the Carolinas they made hash, and so it's it's kind of a stew. Um, all of the meat is kind of boiled in there and set in the pot, um, and it just it and it has that offal. It has that kind of funk to it. So not everybody is going to like it. Um, but it's, it's extremely flavorful and it's like, it's just like if you're making soup and you, and you have the soup over hours and hours and hours, it's going to build that flavor. Um, so it's, it's very powerful, has a little funkiness to it and it's, it's a very unique dish as yeah. well. And that was our, our first mustard sauce of the trip, you know, cause it's one of the things that, that really fascinates, fascinates us with the, the regions of North Carolina, South Carolina is the sauce regions of those areas, you know, Western Western and middle of North Carolina is a kind of a tomato-based sauce. And then when you get to eastern North Carolina, you get the vinegar and pepper. And literally, it's like you cross over county lines or roads right. and it switches. It's, it's, it's a very defined it, thing, yeah, which it, is interesting. It really is. And Scott's and Hemingway, which is you know, c- closer, to, closer to the coast on, on the eastern side of South Carolina, they're, uh, they're much more the, the vinegar and pepper. They don't do the mustard sauce there. The mustard sauce is more once you get into the, the midlands, not middlelands of, you know, not from belly, yeah. midlands yeah. of South Carolina. That's when you start to get the mustard sauce and Sweatman's was our, our first foray into that. And kind of, kind of a, a, a sidetrack. What's interesting on the, um, on that pepper is it's not Tabasco. It's Texas Pete's, which is not made in Texas. <laughs> right. So, yeah. <laughs> it was always kind of interesting. I, I read the history of that, but. Um, but that, that's a very, uh, a very strong flavor in that sauce as well. That, that, um, kind of hot sauce. Yeah. Flavor. Interesting. Interestingly enough, we did not get to Rodney Scott's Charleston location on that trip. We've both since been to it multiple times after and, and Atlanta and, and Atlanta. And, and I've been too, to yeah. the Birmingham location. Yeah. So we've been to most of Rodney's locations at this point. Um, but we, uh, from there, from Sweatman's, we hung our hats up Saturday night in, uh, in Charleston. The next morning we drove to Atlanta and got to eat at B's Cracklin Barbecue, um, Brian Furman's location in Atlanta, which has again here we go again burned down um, the the you know the the risks of cooking like that. Um, but B's Cracklin, which had a lot of claim, he was doing heritage breed hogs there as well. Offset, uh, uh, yeah, on reverse flow yeah. pits. Um, and one of the things that I'll always remember about B's Cracklin are those. I know you're going. Yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. 
the, the crackling cakes. cakes. Yeah, the yeah. hoe cakes. That they were just oh ridiculous. Uh, pancakes cooked on um, not on an open fire, but uh, pancakes with the cracklings in the pancake mix. Just oh man. Yeah, it's and, a, and the sauce. He also had the, the he had a peach sauce mustard was, sauce, yes. which is kind of a you know mustard sauce because he grew up in South Carolina, so the mustard sauce is kind of nod to that. And then he's in Georgia, so the peaches were incorporated in that too. A yeah, great sauce. I, His ribs were fantastic. Um, and he's really he, hoping he opens again. Yeah, he, he's in the process yeah. of opening, uh, you know, a, a new concept now. So you know, we were excited for that. You know, Brian is Brian Furman's one of the uh, really talented cooks that that burst onto the scene a few years ago, and we can't wait to see him back cooking in restaurants. Yep. A couple more places we've hit in in this most recent trip, and then we'll talk about the people doing it in Texas. But um, on this most recent trip, uh, McCabe's. And what would you say is the most interesting thing about McCabe's that, that we saw? Well, that you can buy the whole restaurant for $50. No, like we, we ordered, to, they have a buffet option, which those of us in Texas, everything in barbecue is so expensive now. Hutchins, I don't know they if don't they don't still do it. Do it. Anymore. Yeah, Hutchins used to do it. But, but yeah, at McCabe's, I think it was $14 for the entire menu and a drink. All the sides. And that was tax included. Yes. It's fourteen fifty. Tax included, drink included, all you can eat, including fried chicken. Yes. Fried chicken, hog, yeah. hash and rice, cabbage, collard greens. Like we ordered. Hush we had, puppies. And it was like literally a two pound plate that I was holding in my hand for $14. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. But it's tradition. This is what the, yeah. this family and this business has been for so long. And I'm sure if they ever try to change, the locals will probably lose their minds because this is what they've grown up eating. You've got generations of families that have gone to these restaurants. And to, to us, that's that's the coolest thing about what, what goes on in, in these southern states that we don't... We used to have some of it in Texas, but Texas barbecue, the modern style of it is the shiny new thing. You don't have the generational traditions of it yet the way you do it a lot of these right. places in the Carolinas. Yeah, I mean, some of these places are equivalent to, you know, in Texas, Lockhart, Luling... Um, even Lexington, you know, snows, it's Louis Miller, Miller. it's their equivalents. And so it's great to go experience these. Now you said, lose your mind. The next stop, we lost (laughs) our mind, um, with with a cut that we have never had anywhere else. Yeah. We, uh, and I, it's funny, I'd actually been to this place once. Uh, not not with you, uh, my wife and I. I, I hope not, because I didn't remember it. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I'd you probably you not remembering a meal either. is not yeah. rare. But <laughs> no, my wife and I uh, on a trip to South Carolina, uh, I convinced her to let me stop for some barbecue a couple of times, and I stopped at Heights. But but again, this is what we tell people: do your research before you go to these places. Learn what they do. Learn what they're known for. And Heights Barbecue, I didn't do it the first time, and I and so I missed out on this cut the first time. But the second time, we were doing some research and. Apparently, the thing that runs out there first is the rib cut, which we didn't know what the heck it was really until we ordered it. And Brian, let's uh, let's let the it, folks. It's know. just deliciousness. So when you're cooking a whole hog, you have a whole hog, you have the skin on it, and you can you flip it and you crisp up the skin while it's still connected to the hog. You're not peeling it off and you're not cooking the cracklings. Um, that's that's one of our favorite ways to eat whole hog. Um, then what you do is you just start to pull all of the meat, and they pull like it at at um. Uh, at Skylight, you know, they pull the skin out and chop it up. But here, what they do is they they use, they just, and I'm going to use the word hack, it doesn't sound elegant, but they hack a section out entirely from top to bottom. And that section is right from the Midlands where the pork belly is. So you've got on the very bottom of that, you've got some rib bones with rib meat. Then you've got a layer of pork belly. Then you've got a layer of crispy skin. And it's all one 
individual piece. And it's just, it's everything you want in a bite of pork. It's, it's the, you know, it's the juicy, fatty porkiness from the Midlands. You've got the crunchy skin. I mean, it's just awesome. And we were blown away. I, I think I posted we were having a religious experience. Yeah, like, yeah. it was it was awesome. It was just an awesome, awesome bite. And again, if we hadn't done the research, we wouldn't, have, we would have missed right. out on that. And, and people that even live blocks away have never had this. They didn't know it existed. It does sell out very quick because there's only so many pieces of this that they can cut out versus the rest of the hog. Right. Um, but you need to get there very early, right when they open. Um, and you need to ask for, it's called the rib cut. And they open at 10 a.m., not 8 a.m. Don't well, listen. For now. For now. <laughs> yeah. But their website said 8 a.m. Google said 8 a.m. The sign taped to the door said 10 when we got there at 8.45. So, <laughs> so do your research. If you're not sure, call the place before you head out there. But, yeah, um, it was it was great. And in another hash and rice place that we went to, you know, Heights is doing hash and rice, uh, South Carolina tradition, and uh, mustard sauce also. So yeah, really good mustard sauce. Yeah, like well, that was kind of the neat thing about yeah. this most recent trip is we went to we went to four old school hog places, two vinegar peppers, and two mustard sauces, and so we got to really get those you know the regional differences that we like to see, and so uh, you know that was that's kind of been our our whole hog education really you know is is getting out and visiting these places, and I, I, Texas is growing in terms of whole hog popularity. We've got places that are doing well, it, and, and Palmetto. Oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 Palmetto Barbecue, Charleston eat it yes. heritage breed hog he's doing whole hogs he's doing it's not the most traditional version of hash and rice but it's the most delicious one right. i've tried i mean get out and, and do the you know do the historical trips do the places where this started and and honor that because it is it is great food um, and then go try some of the newer school stuff like elliot moss buxton hall and and like palmetto where they're where they're changing things up and and they're going in a different direction but they're still respecting that traditional method absolutely so let's let's talk about in Texas. Like in Texas, you can get whole hog cooked the same way, same method. Um, there's some places that are doing it as specials, and some places that are doing it every day. Let's hit the the places that are doing it as specials. Uh, specials. We got. I know Regals has done uh, done on special events, and and they've done it periodically. I know COVID kind of slowed down special events and things like that. So hopefully they start doing it more often. I know Russell wants to, um, and they are cooking, of course, on on direct heat. Um, we've also got at CM Smokehouse, yeah, and and Cade Mercer has done it a, a few times, and it looks like he's going to start to do it more often, and so that's why, um, you know, we're not going to name places that have only done it once or twice, um, and then stop doing it or very randomly, or places that are about to. We know factually multiple people that have just bought BQ pits yep. or have them on order, and they're planning on doing it. So you know, pay attention, um, but we're not going to name them right now because they're not serving it now. Um, Truth is kind of the next largest volume they're doing it on weekends yeah uh, it's every saturday unless leonard's at an event which is like every other week uh, <laughs> but yeah they're doing it pretty much every saturday right now um, and they're doing it kind of in the same sam jones vein you know crispy in the skin at the very end of the cook chopping it in with the hog um, and then you got the places that are doing it every day that they're open uh leroy and lewis in austin is cooking you know really they're they're using uh peaceful pork uh, is their provider and local local pork provider that they're getting whole hogs from. Um, great hog that they're doing there. They're also doing hash and rice there. There yeah. are uh, as a side too. Don't forget. Yeah, they even are. If, the, if you just kind of want to dip your feet into that whole thing, you can order a meat plate and you can get hash and rice as a side, and you can just start to start to just 
gently get into the world. Of there it. you go. Um, also Cadillac. So yes. Cadillac barbecue. Um, speaking of BQ cookers, they're using the BQ pits up there. Yep. Yeah. And, and theirs is a little unique. They, they kind of do sort of a mixture of chopped and pulled. And so you get different textures in their hog and they are crisping the skin also. And then, of course, you know, you've got Patrick Fegis that is doing it on, on his menu, not at the Greenway Plaza location, but the Spring Branch location. Um, and then he just recently bought a BQ grill himself. So I think you know, you're going to start to see more and more of the hog cooked on the BQ from him. And so it's, it's a really exciting and time I, and for And I'll us throw birds. this out there, too. You can get the, the pork crackling nachos. Yes. Um, and you can have whole hog on that as well. And that, from a value perspective, it's a great value. But it, it's a unique bite. Um, I'm not seeing anybody else do it. Um, and the, and they are genuine cracklings that he's making there. So. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's our big thing. That, that's what we're trying to impress upon all the people in Texas that we, that we love and we know. Do the research. Visit these places. I know it's exciting and challenging to, to start incorporating these things into the menu and, you know, the, the whole hog experience. But you really... It will change the way you approach whole hog. I strongly believe that if you've gone to these classic places that have been doing it for generations and really see how they've been doing it, kind of learn, now, not saying learn their processes, but just they've got stories of what's worked and what hasn't worked and all of that. And so, you know, do the homework and don't just put it on the menu because it's popular. Right. And, and get the, you know, if you're going to do this as a business, do do a trip don't stop at one or two places stop at all the different ones so you can experience the different styles the different methods yeah the regional um, difference chop some, versus some people using hickory a lot of hickory some people using post oak post oak and hickory mixed and that does have an impact on the flavor of the hog it, it does and, and yeah chop versus pulled is a huge difference a huge difference i mean it's just think of sliced brisket versus chopped beef it's a different experience and both and we enjoy both of them but not that much well, well, no, I'm, I'm talking about the hog. Okay, okay, hog. <laughs> no, 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 not chopped beef. No, we enjoy chopped like, beef. I grew up on chopped beef. I, I did I, too, I, yeah. but it's usually with crappy brisket. <laughs> but yeah, do your homework, learn about these places. It's getting more popular. We're excited for it, but we don't. Please don't start doing goofy things with hog. Please, please just. No pastrami hog. It's been done. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately it's been it's, done. it's 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 the wheel of weirdness yeah you know, like, is what we call it people it, just have they have a, a preparation method and then a meat and then sometimes a a, a culture and then you spin and the wheel spin and whatever one, lands yes. on that's what you do yes yeah. no get a, a nice piece of pork when it's cooked well and cooked over coals it's delicious you don't need to do a bunch of goofy stuff to it but that's that's just our two yeah. cents so get out if you're in texas hit up the places in texas if you make a trip out to South Carolina, do that. If you're thinking about doing it and you're a business in Texas, please go out and hit up multiple joints and, and get that different variety. Because And if you're willing to pay for airfare and lodging, we will go with you. No. <laughs> Andrew can build a great itinerary that can get you down to within 15-minute windows at every restaurant. Um, as long as they don't change their hours offline. Um, but he is, he is genuinely an itinerary master. Anyway, we've got to wrap this one up. Um, whole hog, man. It's, it's been an experience and we're, we're still on that journey. Absolutely.